You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Hello, my name is Angie, and I'm your host, and I have with me in the studio, Mr. Mark Bird. He is with Revive Ohio, and good day, Mr. Bird. Yeah, good day it is, Angie. You know, I love where we're at. We are in the summer of hope. And this is a lot of conversation about, gosh, what we're going through right now, which is by far one of the toughest times we've ever gone through as a world, as a world society, right? Yeah, we're tempted to say nation, people, whatever, but it is the world. It's the world. world. Oh, my goodness. It so is. And honestly, there are parts of the world that that are really struggling more than we are, but that's not what we're talking about today. What we are talking about is faith. The last two weeks we talked about hope and what is hope and how do we hold on to hope and just the importance of the word. Right. But kind of going along with that is faith. It's kind of the same and not the same all at the same time, right? (laughs) It's related, right? Can we say it's related? I would say that it's probably related. You can't have faith without hope and you can't have hope without faith. So let's dig in. Talk to me about faith, Mr. Bird. I want to start us off today in Hebrews chapter 6. Offers us a a couple little cool insights, I think. Uh, Just the very end of verse 18, it starts off saying this, "...who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us," which just kind of sets the backdrop to verse 19, which is what I want to focus on today. "...this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast." So right here, the writer of Hebrews is saying, listen, this hope we have, it can actually be an anchor to our soul. Mm, you think about that, Angie. We're, we're a creature that is uh, body, soul, and spirit. And so this is saying that hope, if we have this and we hold on to it, I love it. It says we have fled for refuge. Like we have fled towards what? We fled towards God mm. for refuge to seek shelter to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. And then what is saying in verse 19, this hope that we have is an anchor to our soul. And it is what? It's both sure and it's steadfast. It's stable. It's not going to be moved. If we can lay hold of the hope, and that's really what we're talking about. And how do you lay hold of something you can't touch? Like you can't touch hope, can you, Angie? No, these are things that you can't see or touch. You have to <laughs> have faith for yeah, them. Right? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going. And I love that, Angie, especially because when we're thinking about that, how do you move into something intangible? Right. Yeah, right. It's a very good question. So hope is intangible, although I think this word is so relevant. I think you can ask anybody on earth today about hope right? Translated, of course, in whatever languages, but hope is something that is intangible, but I think most people understand what hope is. So how do you touch something intangible, which takes us to Hebrews 11.1? 1. Of course, we know this as the faith chapter. Right, because it talks will. about the people who've gone before us and how their faith played out in a very tangibly, tangible way 
correct? Correct. And it starts off by really defining faith, but I love it because hope is in this same scripture. Mm. Verse one, now faith is the substance or the realization or the confidence of things hoped for. And then it's the evidence of things not seen. So faith is realizing of the things we hope for. Mm. Again, it is an intangible. Angie, you or I, we cannot reach out and touch or taste or anything like that, hope what it what it is, but we can realize what it is by faith. And I have to conclude with verse two as well. For by it, the elders, the people of old, the ancient elders obtained a good testimony by it, by faith, by receiving hope, by their faith, and I love how the NIV words it, they were commended for this. Yeah, so that's why we stand on these stories, which are part of Hebrews 11. Absolutely. To see it. But I even like verse 3. Yeah. Can we just say that one for yeah, just a second? Yeah, we might, we might as well. How do you stop? By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I mean, this is just the reality that you can't touch faith, but faith is a very real thing. Right. And you can't talk about the word faith without talking about God, honestly. No, you can't. They are so intertwined. Because faith is, is in God. Right. <laughs> Our hope is in God. Our faith is in God. Everything. God is the center. So it's God-centric. How yeah, about that, Angie? Absolutely. Yeah. And so how do we touch hope? By faith. Mm. How do we do anything? By faith. So, Which leads me to our final scripture today. And this is 1 Corinthians 13. And right away, a lot of us hear that and they go, oh, it's the love chapter. Yep, that's what it's okay, known Okay, so as. we're going to talk about love. Yes, we are going to talk about love. We're also going to talk about hope. Ah. And guess what else we're going to talk about? Faith. faith. <laughs> right. Excellent. So verse 13, and now abide. So now live, now stay, now remain. Remain connected to, live yes. it in, yes. Faith, hope, and love. These three, okay, they're, they're, they're married, they're cousins, they're related. But the greatest of these is love, of course, because yeah. the scripture tells us God is love. Yeah. And if he is love, then it's saying you abide or you stay connected by faith and hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. So connect you to love, which is absolutely necessary to live out because God is love. Okay. So tell me, how do we obtain faith or how do we grow faith? That's excellent. We have to feed it. How do you grow anything, Angie? How do we grow our physical bodies or how do we grow in anything? You have to feed it. Yes. So, Angie, in my brain, I'm thinking, if I want to grow my faith, I've got to feed my faith. What do you have to use to grow your faith? The Word of God. Well, I think also, in my own case, some trials have Ooh. grown my faith. Ooh. Because yeah. sometimes there's a few rocks in that soil. <laughs> yeah, and trials and tribulation, right? They make us, what, examine our lives. Yeah, we're back to what I was mentioning last week, which is it shows us the desperation that we need for God. Boy, that's right. Man, but yeah, growth happens right there. 
Yeah. We don't always sign up for growth, Angie, do we? <laughs> what, if you had your choice, would you sign up for the mountaintop or the valley I mean, where I growth mean, is? I, I just don't understand how people can grow when everything's good. No. no. You grow when things are a little bit tougher. And I think it's a little bit related to Jesus when he said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get to heaven because a rich man has no need for God. Mm, He has no need for faith. He has no need for hope because everything's trusted in his riches. So I was teaching a Bible study recently and I got into this discussion with the ladies that were there about our faith and and really holding on to what God is showing us and going through this tough time. I have seen for the majority of the people that I know that their faith is growing during this tough time. But that's not always the case because their roots aren't really driven down into the ground so much. And I think about Mark 4 where he's given us the example of the seeds that are planted and there's four different types of seeds. Right. And a lot of them don't grow good roots. And so... When the sun comes up, they get scorched. But then there's the good ones who work on feeding their roots. So in my book, in my little brain that I have flying around here, (laughs) in my brain, we have to dig into the Word of God and we have to build our faith so that our roots will go down deep. So just like a tree with really deep roots. We had a hurricane years and years ago. And I watched this one tree sway. And if that tree had come down, it would have taken out for sure one home, but probably a couple of them. And it swayed. And you could see as it swayed in 80 mile per hour winds, you could see it moving from the roots all the way up. Hmm. And I thought, it's a goner. But guess what? The roots were so deep that that tree still stands today. Even through those hurricane winds, that tree didn't come down because the roots were so deep. But listen, if that root hadn't been developed ahead of time, then when the storm came, it wouldn't have had that. We can't grow roots when the storm comes. So now is the time to build the faith so that when we get into that storm, our roots are holding us into place. And... Our hope is anchored Anchored. upon that, right? We're steadfast and unmovable in that faith. And the Bible really does talk in a lot of places about building a strong foundation and building up your roots and just digging in. It's something we need to pay attention to. And that alone, reading the Bible alone, helps build our faith. It does. Asking questions, spending time quietly, not just in prayer, but just quiet before God. These all build our faith. And it's like feeding our roots the nutrients that it needs to keep growing, right? So I don't want to discourage anybody that even though we're going through tough times, maybe you haven't had the opportunity to build those roots up. You can still do it. You can still dig in because the more you read, the more God just kind of holds you into place. And it's back to sometimes he needs to be the refuge and sometimes we build those roots. You know what I mean? Perfect. So, yes. Yeah. I don't want to discourage people in that. I want them to know that it's not too late. Start now. Start building your faith. Start reading the word of God and understanding how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. Now, doesn't it say in Psalm 139 that he saw us even in the womb? Yes, absolutely. And he already had his plans 
designed for us. We are all uniquely created for him and by him. And so just seek him out. This is a tough time. This is an unprecedented time. We've never walked this road before, but it's okay because we're not walking it alone. We have God and with God, we can build our faith. Faith is the thing that will help us to have hope. Perfect, Angie. What a rich discussion, Mark. It's been fantastic. And we're not done yet. The Summer of Hope is going to continue talking about the different ways that we can go through life and having hope, especially right now. But let's go ahead and take a few moments for testimony. On the phone with me today is a very dear friend of mine, a pastor, a a brother that is fighting the good fight of faith every day, a partner in the gospel, uh, has worked with Time to Revive in the past, and Buck Sutton from Lima, Ohio. Thank you so much, brother, for joining the program today. Uh, Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be on here. Thanks, Buck. And today, as we're continuing the series of a summer of hope here, we want to dig into the fact that if we don't have any hope in us, we don't have any hope to offer anyone. And so you got to receive it before you can give it. And more specifically today, what we're talking about is actually gaining or building our own faith. So hope builds our faith or our faith builds our hope. It's interchangeable. Buck, I wanted to ask you, because when I'm thinking about you and what you represent and what you do in the body of Christ, and I'm thinking about, I I watch you walk this out of gaining or building people's faith. Buck, how do you tackle that? How do you practically do that? Like when you think about, I'm, I'm going out there today and you, you have a ministry that ministers to teenagers, a lot of teenagers, literally across the globe. Buck and I watch you build up teenagers' faith. How do you approach that, Buck? Walk us through that with us. Wow. That's a really loaded question. It's a great question. You know, even as you're saying that, I think it goes back to foundation. You know, it goes back to what is our foundation? And, and Jesus said, if uh, a wise man will build his foundation on the rock. And um, when your foundation's on the rock, the Bible says that when the winds come, when the rain comes and the flooding comes, that that house is not going to move because of the, the foundation. So the reason that I have hope and the reason that, you know, Christians have hope is because of their foundation is because of that foundation, that bedrock of Jesus Christ is not going to move. It is not. It doesn't matter how, how strong the wind is. It doesn't matter uh, how much water comes, you know, whatever storm might come in our life, that the bedrock of Jesus Christ is an amazing, amazing foundation that gives us hope. And so that's, that's where, for me, it starts there. It starts at that it's that foundational thing of Jesus Christ having a personal relationship with him and that our faith in him gives us hope across an unbelievable area. We're not just talking about a hope in heaven, a hope to conquer sin. I mean, we're talking about, you know, our jobs, our health, I mean, you know, um, our children, our, our spouses. I mean, this hope of Jesus goes across every uh, part of our lives. 
Yeah, so really, Buck, you're saying that hope in our lives, the the bedrock or the foundation of our hope, really sets the tone or it really sets the stage for our entire life. And so what I think I hear you saying, Buck, is if you're founded in that rock, man, your whole life will exude hope. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the beauty of it is once you're anchored down and once that you give your proper perspective on, on life and what God is doing, then as these storms come, and it, just, it doesn't matter, it, it affects every part of your life. And then there's no reason to have fear. There's no reason to have anxiety because the hope of Christ trumps all of that. And so that's why you, we can go out and do the things that God's asking us to do without fear. We're, you know, I mean, we, we don't have to be afraid of financial crisis. We don't have to be afraid of some virus. We don't have to be fearful of those things because of the hope. Nothing's going to separate us from the love of the Father. That's what the Bible says. Nothing's going to come across our path that God's not capable of handling. There's not going to be anything that can rock the foundation, the bedrock of Christ. So when you start really thinking about this, as we put our faith in Christ, that bedrock, man, the hope just swells. We have tremendous hope, hope of heaven, hope. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So I just, I get excited about our hope in Christ and, and what that does to us. We can face tomorrow because of this tremendous hope that we have in Jesus. Yeah, and what I'm understanding listening to you is that hope is our anchor. Like it anchors us down, meaning not that we're weighted down, but we're anchored down. We have a firm foundation. And then out of that hope, right? Like that's how when the storms of life come and they will come, right? It doesn't matter what season we're in, these storms of life will come. Jesus promised us that in this life you will have tribulation, but when they come, when you're anchored in the rock, like you're describing, Buck, we have hope. And that hope really is alive. Do you agree with that, Buck? Do you feel like our hope is alive in Christ? It is. And I think that this stuff, when when you have that proper foundation, and when you are tapped into the vine, like the Bible would say, we're on this rock, we're tapped into the vine, it's not just hope. Out of, out of that rock, out of that vine, walking in the Spirit with the Lord, what else, is, what, what else comes? Confidence, joy, love, patience. I mean, the things that we get in this relationship with Christ is beyond anything we could ever imagine. It's beyond all that. So it's a spring. You know, it's a spring of water. I mean, this, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So not just hope. All these other things come along, too. And that's why we should be the, the, the most joyful, hopeful people on the planet because of the God that we serve. And uh, because of that anchor, as you were saying, we can walk victorious in all this stuff. We can walk exactly and continue to do the things the Lord is asking us to do in faith in Him, anchored down. And then, Mark, I'm telling you, we're going to start seeing this more and more and more as we walk this out as believers. As we're anchored down, we're going to see our God move through us like we have never seen before. 
we are going to be seeing this happen on a level that we have not experienced. And I think that we are starting to see that now. I couldn't agree more. Buck, I'm thinking about this. Talk about our faith and our hope. Are they related? Do you see faith and hope being related? Are they are they cousins or something? Like, can you describe that, Buck, for us? <laughs> I think that they're all cousins. I don't you I think yeah. it's the, yeah. I think it's the faith, it's the hope, it's the joy. It's the power. I mean, I think they're all inner. You cannot, you cannot remove one. If you remove faith in Christ, I mean, you're, you cannot please God. Everything is, is hinging on these things. And you're exactly right. They are kissing cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. And, and uh, yeah, all this stuff is intertwined. And, that's, and you've got to have faith. You've got to have hope. And I think as we focus our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith, man, does that hope swell. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean, as we, right? As we, as we put our faith on Jesus, our hope goes out the roof. There again, what's the opposite of this? It's fear. The yeah. opposite of is depression. The opposite of, is anxiety. So as we, as we put our faith in Christ, that hope comes in it, as it, you know, is that light, and the hope and the love and the joys coming in, it washes away those things also, wow. things that, that we don't want to have in our lives. We're living in exciting times, Mark. We are living in exciting times. And um, my hope is not just in Jesus uh, for heaven. Amen. It's also for Jesus now. Yes. Jesus is wanting to reveal himself now. He's wanting to show people who he is now. He's like, I'm the God of the Old Testament. I'm the God of the New Testament, and I'm the God of now. So that's, I mean, when you think of that, the hope that we have in Christ is amazing. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. And we're going to see, there again, I'm going to come back to it. We're going to see our God show up just like he did for the Hebrews there in Egypt. Right. We're going to start seeing that kind of stuff. And during these tough times that we're in right now, this is the time that we bring God glory because it's during the valley we need to have the hope. It's in the valley we need to have the trust. It's in the valley we need to have the faith. Not on the mountaintop, it's now in the valley. Let's have that hope. And that's when we bring God glory. Let's don't waste this opportunity to trust Him in the valley. That's good. So I'm just trying to wrap my mind around this. Does faith build and grow hope or does hope build and grow faith? They're just so intertwined. Like think about that in a practical sense, because you can't intellectually like think it through or think it to death. You know, it is, they're intertwined, aren't they, Buck? They're just like our faith builds and grows our hope and our hope builds and grows our faith. They just feed off of one another. Oh, amen. Amen. I think our human mind, especially when you start talking about like, uh, we always want to separate stuff, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, is the Bible more important than prayer? We're always wanting to divide stuff. We're always wanting to separate. Which one's more important? But you're right on it, Mark. I think that it's, it, they're all intertwined. It's all intertwined together. And do not take one out. Right. Uh, because, you know, you're in deep trouble when you start trying to take something out of what God says and His promises and, and His principles. 
and hope is a big, big deal to God. Yeah, it is. And really, that's what I want some of the listeners to hear, Buck, because you can't have one without the other. And don't even don't even try to separate it. But when we sometimes we try to figure things out and, you know, I guess uh, that's part of the mystery of God. Right. And I love how you say, you know, these are unprecedented times and God is going to continue to show us things and, and to do things right in our very midst. But here's the thing, man. We hold on. We anchor ourselves and have our hope and our faith in Him and in Him alone, and we will win. So, Buck, I, I so appreciate you joining us today. Man, we could talk for hours, I know, and uh, uh, these times are just so limited. Thank you uh, so much. Buck, for joining us on, on the program, sharing your wisdom, sharing your heart, and, and really sharing hope and sharing faith with all who are listening. And uh, man, you've encouraged me, built me up as you always do, Buck. And uh, I'm greatly appreciative of our friendship. And uh, thanks for coming on the program today. Oh, thank you. Love you, Mark. Love your family. And I love the team of Revive. You guys are really trying to answer the call that God's called you to do, and you're trying to get the gospel out there to this world that really needs that hope right now, the hope of Jesus, and that you're trying to unite the body, and I just love that. So that's why we're uh, in this together. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, this is Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.